Hi everyone, my name is Sarita Chaparral and I am not your mother's realtor and this is my podcast where we talk about more than just real estate and I'm joined by my good friend, client and colleague, Megan Osberger. Hi everyone. Megan, oh, today's going to be a doozy. I'm ready. I'm really, I'm really excited about this one. So on today's show, we're going to be talking about must-haves and how to wage war on your partner and your budget. Get ready for battle, everyone. <laughs> I know the subtopic is like so severe. How to wage war on your partner. But honestly, that's what happens with these must-haves. So we're going to talk a little bit about really what must-haves are, what the meaning is, how to create strategies in which you can get as much as you want out of your property and your purchase without killing your relationship. Um, and really, you know, it's, it kind of comes to that whole like age-old saying of like how to pick your battles in these things. Right. So, okay, so most have, must-haves are defined as like these non-negotiables that you need in order to purchase your property. Now, oftentimes when I'm working with clients, they have a set list of must-haves, but Megan has done some digging. Yes, I have. Some digging, and she's got this list for us of, um, well, here, I'll let you take it away. Okay, so these, uh, this is a list of the most common must-haves, but it's for the whole nation. So as a Chicago buyer, some of this, like, I literally laughed because yeah, it was like, yeah. wow, like, that must be nice to think you could just have this. Um, but I'm just going to go down the list in order, I think. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, well, we did two separate subsections. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, yeah, go ahead, Doug, go down the list. Yeah. So for the things that I was confused by and jealous of, we have laundry room, garage storage, Exterior lighting. Ugh, this is what I want more than anything. A walk-in pantry. There was one house we saw. Mm -hmm. And Sarita said, this is for all of the Costco purchases. Oh, yeah. And I was like, "Uh, (laughs) we put an offer on it and didn't get it. But I don't even have a Costco membership because you have to have have a pantry for this. Well, and I think that's a common, I don't know if they really say it. So I think I'm literally the only person that when I say that to my clients, they're like, what are you saying? In Texas, we call it a Costco closet. Oh, I didn't so know. I thought like that was just like you were you saying have, that to me. No, it's like that really big closet that you can put like, well, especially now when we had like our doomsday toilet paper stash. Yeah. Um, you have like a lot of room for toiletries and cleaning supplies and it's just this big closet of all that extra stuff. Um, Sarita can tell you that at my old house, I just hid all of that in a shower that we never use yeah. and close the shower curtain. Which is what I'm doing now in my second bathroom. Yeah. And I've never used That's the shower in the second Someone bathroom. Someone needs to create like a standard size like plank that you can set on a bathtub. If you're out there, this is a tip for yeah. you. Any inventors that are out there, uh, sexy suggestions yeah. on how to make money. <laughs> it would really help. Doesn't hurt your, doesn't hurt the surface. Right. You yeah. just put it in the shower and yeah. that's your additional storage. And then the last one for the suburbs is a dining room. Now, in the city, you can get a dining room, too. But... Yeah, it's a little bit different. In the suburbs, I think, um, at least here in Chicago and, you know, where I'm from in Houston, you know, dining room was uh, 
well, I mean, we still as a family would sit down and eat in the dining room. Um, so oftentimes here in Chicago, you don't have that luxury or a lot of people just don't utilize their dining room. Right. So when I sell multi-units, a lot of times people are looking at removing the dining room or, or like creating an open concept through the dining room or even using it as another bedroom. So the, the dining room is like non-existent in some categories of inventory. So I just thought that that would be something to point out because um, there is a different standard of living. Yeah. And so if, if, I mean, let's say this show does go national and people from Oregon are talking and they have Hello, a Hello, California. Yeah. <laughs> if you're just tuning in from Ohio, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> um, but let's say that, like, you know, you do eat with your families. That must, that that might be a must-have. Or, like, entertaining for the holidays. Yeah, I, I had dining room on my previous must-have list. And it's such a part of our life that we couldn't. We wouldn't have picked something that didn't. But you happen. also have. But we have an a open, beautiful dining table. Yeah, we do. So and you have a child, and so yeah. you're also uh, forcing. I was thinking about how your daughter eats <laughs> or like, doesn't eat, right? It's like you can't. You don't want to eat in front of the TV. There, you can't have any distractions. Yeah. It's like all you have to do is focus on feeding the kid yeah. and making sure they're eating. And so dining rooms become. A must-have. Yeah, our dining room. So now it's an open concept living dining room, which I guess it was before too. But in our first condo, we had this real little Ikea table. And also, uh, we didn't have a coat closet either. We had this coat rock that was right next to it. Mm. And so Ben and I could sit there, but if we ever had even two other people over, we had to rearrange the whole room. And so it was like, we have to have a dining room. We need to be able to have our parents over for dinner. Yeah. Even though they don't live here. Still, when they come. When the Pope comes. Yeah, exactly. You throw it down. So then in the city, or really, these are more kind of like everywhere, I would guess. Everyone wants these, but definitely, yeah. yeah, In the city, I related to these. Energy efficient appliances and windows. Which, okay, I'm sorry, I have to stop because... Windows right now, especially because of COVID and material costs um, and demand on things being just so excessive, some windows and some pricing on windows has gotten up a little bit. So depending on your market, again, if you're tuning in from Oregon. <laughs> you don't know how much your windows cost Oregon. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I think that especially right now, even like yesterday, going to see some properties down in Bridgeport that had all original windows. It's the cost of getting the material and finding, you know, contractors that can do it, yeah. but it, it's just sometimes so excessive that it can be a little bit hard to equate. Right. So if you can get windows that have already been updated, that's huge for value. Yeah. And obviously your must-haves. Yeah. Um, patio. I mean... Or like outdoor space. Outdoor space. Yeah. Does anyone need an explanation for that after yeah. the last year? No, yeah. we don't. Yeah. It's necessary. Um Ceiling fans. Okay. I was shocked by this. Serena's laughing. But I will say that my new house literally has ceiling fans in every single room. And in one room, the former daycare, uh, they have two ceiling fans. And, like, you can really get a nice little breeze going in there. And I'm... Now I kind of get it. Yeah. I would never have thought of ceiling fans right. when I wasn't like, everything needs to have ceiling right, fans. Right, 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 right. And obviously you can add them yourself, but having it is pretty nice. Well, I think that's why I'm tickled over <laughs> this is a must-have 
Because in my mind, this is a trip to Home Depot, mm-hmm. and well, I would never have like I don't know. My 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 dad is is an engineer, but he's like not good at like putting things in. But I'd hire somebody to put in a ceiling fan. I don't. I think it's laughable because I feel like it has such a strong workaround yeah. that to me, must-haves are things that you do wage war over, and not only internally and emotionally, but also like for what you're trying to find in your deal. Yeah. So to for me, and it was number four in the list. It was number four. Number four. I'm like, how? I feel like there's such a workaround <laughs> on that one and the next one coming up. Yes. Um, hardwood floors. Okay. I feel really strongly about hardwood floors. I've always, for or against? Very for. Okay. Very pro. Well, I have a dog who's terrible, and it's my fault. That we get one that we own him in, too, that he's not very well trained. Which we've tried, okay, but it's, it's not working out. He's a dachshund, so. Uh, he pees on everything. So we cannot have carpet. Like, I think someone who originally had him must have been, like, paper training him. Mm-hmm. Anytime, any, like, you leave an Amazon box on the floor, it'll come he's to the like, oh. It's like, what the hell? I don't mind if I do. Yeah, I don't know why he does. <laughs> but so we don't have rugs, which is too bad. I'd love to, but we can't. Um, he he's not that old. So that's, why, that's why I'm laughing. Is it like <laughs> like he's, probably, he's astute, but I just like the idea that he's like, oh paper. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's. It's terrible. But so we've had hardwood floors at our last place. We just had them redone. They look beautiful. Oh, they were But you know what? People really thought, like, that's going to cost a lot to redo. Yeah. And so if they have the floors, you can probably work with them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess my thought on, like, having that as a must-have is that, yes, it can be expensive to put it in. But if that is the must-have and the place doesn't have it, don't kill the deal or say no to the property because it doesn't have the hardwood floors that yeah. you like. Work it into your budget and your cost on these things. And do it before you move in because yeah. if you don't, you're never going to do it. Oh, but also, it stinks. Yeah, that's So true. that's the big thing of like, you know, when you redid your yeah. hardwood floors, all the chemicals that they use, mm-hmm. it just smells really bad. So you want to give it some time to like aerate. Right. Um, oh, but one thing I do want to say because I moved into a place that has very, well, it's like 50 shades of flooring here. Yeah. Um, but this dark hardwood that I have here, I absolutely hate. And, really? Um, I kind of yeah, love it. No. I like it as a look, but the problem is, is that I feel like I am constantly on the ground, cleaning, oh. finding, um, apparently I shed more than a dog. Like, it's just, it's amazing to me every me time too. I see any little speck of something that's on there. Or what's worse is like, now I play volley- beach volleyball on Thursdays. Oh, oh my God. I'm just like, I'm pulling it. I, I come in and I, I shake. And then I go to the porch. I shake some more. And then sometimes I just hang out outside for a hot second on my phone trying to just like wiggle some stuff off. And then I come in and I bring it in. No do you know what, what they say what? to do? Fill a sock with baby powder and then like rub it onto yourself and it will come off. I haven't done this, but this is what all the mom blogs say. They say, this is what you should do with your kids. Mm. And I don't ever remember. <laughs> My car's really sandy. But <laughs> mm. you could try it because it's like... Yeah, because what ends up happening is is that it's a, it's a Swiffer project yeah. afterwards or... or um, Got to get a Roomba. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's it. Like, yeah, They're that's nice. the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, where are we at? Walk-in closet in the oh, primary okay. bedroom. Okay, so this is so nice to have. And... Walk, I would say for us, closet space, it doesn't necessarily have to be walk-in, although I did get one. But, um, not, not to brag. Not to brag. 
<laughs> Definitely bragging. But um, I, I do think that that's, that's something you cannot change about the space. Yeah. So if it's something that is a must-have that you can't really create out of the space, um, sometimes like your, your previous property at mm-hmm. Oakley was so large in the primary bedroom that you could really open that up to creating a walk-in closet oh, yeah. if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Now, but you have to talk to your partner, your realtor about the market. You know, is what is worth the what the, the juice is worth the squeeze on this. You know, if it's something that you feel like you can maybe add a little bit of value into and get what you want, great. If not, then you know, I feel like I'm with you. Like if there's storage in the property somewhere that's like okay, maybe I just keep like a my seasonal wardrobe here and then maybe I, I rotate things out. Right. Then maybe that's the answer. Well, and it wasn't like we didn't have closet space. It just wasn't walk-in. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And then one of the rooms did have a really big walk-in. Right. Like right. a massive. Oh, it's like almost the size of an office. Yeah. Yeah. So or this area. Yeah. Hard. <laughs> and then eat-in kitchen. That is, I think, definitely a must-have for a lot of people because it yeah, might be the their city, only yeah, if eating you, space. Well, and especially, like, you know, if you're single, like, I eat on my couch all the time, which mm-hmm. is not great, especially, like, if you obviously are really rough on things like I am. Um, but having the, the high top there in my kitchen is really helpful, especially, like, when I come in from the beach and I can't – and I don't want to sit on the couch yet and I haven't taken a shower. There's, like, that good – intermediate place but I think that oftentimes especially for people who are in the city condo buyers and then maybe like that starter home people just don't have a bunch of kids and a bunch of people running around that they have to like sit at the dining table so it's nice to have that like space and a lot of people seem to want both like here's where we have a quick breakfast or lunch or snack Mm -hmm. and then this is where we eat dinner yeah yeah um and then, because it's laughable to think that we would have a laundry room in the city, um, we did so want to include that a lot of people, a must-have would be a in-unit washer and dryer. Which, yes, it's, and I think uh, when I was looking with Kayla and her boyfriend Kenny on these things, uh, so many times we'd see places that were in the right price range, and then you find out that, like, it's a washer and dryer in the building or in the basement or whatever. And to me, it's like, well, look, if you're going to spend, you know, a good chunk of change on a property and the market standard is now a washer and dryer and unit in some of the areas that you're looking, to me, it doesn't make sense not to have it. Mm-hmm. And it... For makes, the value, and you know? And it also is such a lifestyle difference. Oh, The yeah, difference between yeah, being yeah. able to do your laundry as you think of it and needing to like take everything walk down three flights of stairs or even with an elevator go down the hallway have a bunch of quarters oh yeah and if you have kids and all the kids yeah. stuff and like you know blowouts that you have to clean up like you're not gonna no, no yeah it's just it's too hard it is and so if you are gonna spend and invest in a property that resale if it doesn't have a washer and dryer in the unit is always going to be below a market standard which just means you're not going to get the full value of what you hope to obtain for the property. So right. to me I, I get why that's like definitely like a deal breaker for a lot of people. And I think that's a really good <clears throat> transition. Yeah, yeah. Into... yeah, so that's you know that's what's kind of interesting to me about this list is that you know people will have all of these things collective that they want you know as a, you know a couple maybe or even just an individual looking to purchase a property but 
does your must-haves match what you can get for your budget in the market you're buying in? The answer is probably no. And likely <laughs> it's not. So a lot of times, and when I was uh, working at the first brokerage I was at, they used to say that you get like 75 or 80% of what you want in a property unless you're buying, unless you're going to buy like a custom home, which you get more of what you want, 100% or whatever, which I call bullshit on that because I'm working with a, a client right now on a mm -hmm. custom home and it, that's even limiting because you often see that like you can pick all of the things and the colors, but you have like maybe four or five options. Right. So even when you buy custom homes, you still sometimes have to like go offline to get what you want. For instance, this person is going to do their own backsplash because uh, the backsplash uh, was like 50 types of subway tile and, you know. That's not what they wanted, yeah. Right, and if everybody in the, the whole development is doing the same three or four different types of subway tile, you know, maybe not doing that, foregoing the cost and just having somebody do it offline is a better way, you know, to get a little bit more pop in that kitchen. So yeah. that's what they decided. Mm -hmm. Um but that strategy has to be there for the, the realtor and the buyer to make sure that the, the, the must-haves are in alignment for what their purchase is. And oftentimes what I, I tell people is like, just go see some properties with your realtor. And I love taking buyers out. Um, I don't know if you guys heard me this morning when I was, I was talking to my client before we started. Um, sometimes people decide it's just not for them. So if they have like a really strong list of must-haves or if like I'm working with an investor and they have a really strong passion for the returns that they want on the property, right. then oftentimes what they'll they'll do is just decide like, hey, this may not be the right time. I have to make I have to make sure my budget gets to the place that I can get the must-haves and wait just a little bit until I have like the savings to get what I want. Right. Or savings to maybe put in hardwood floors if I need to. So purchase the property and the project yeah. at the same time. When we were talking about this, Kayla said something really interesting, which is that their budget was the budget. And so mm -hmm. a must-have might not be included, but maybe they can do it, but it still has to hit that number. And right. if it's not, then you just can't do it. Right. And I think that's a great point that we had that with one property where we made an over-asking offer, basically. It didn't get it. But we knew we would have to spend at minimum a hundred grand more mm -hmm. than what we were doing. So it was like, we can't really offer more than this. Like we're, we know already just from walking around, not even an inspection. Yeah. We're going to need to spend this. So why are these other, don't they know that they're going to have to do this? Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Who knows? Or but, maybe they have the cash to do yeah. it. Or also too, I mean, and I've been in open houses before where I hear agents say the stupidest things. You look at, so for instance, the property we were talking about, the kitchen was okay. It probably needed to be done within the life you own the property. Right. In theory, you're going to live in the property for 10 years of what, you know, hopefully you guys are at right now. Ben, Ben's going to die in it. <laughs> Ben's going to live in this property ben forever. Um, but it is a long-term strategy. Yeah. So oftentimes when realtors are talking about the, the sale, they see maybe a buyer that like has a taste for maybe... I don't want to say, this is like, probably sounds so insulting, but like lower end things where like it just wouldn't bother them to have like 20 to 30 year old cabinets. Whereas like I know for resale value, I need to do some things with the property to get what I want full potential to be. Right. Now, if your client is not in that place, instead of steering them towards like, well, you know, hey, just want to mention that for market value, you might want to do the kitchen. Sometimes you don't hear that. Or maybe they talk about those things offline. Sorry, this sounds really judgy. But 
for that particular property, we knew the amount of work that was going to be needed on it. Um, and I think you have to take that into account is that like your strategy might be different than other people's. Right. So our level of taste on these things is a little bit different than somebody else's. So you have to then stick to your own strategy. Right. You know, if, if you guys decide this is your forever home, you know, then everything that's in there is in the enjoyment of the property and who knows what the market's going to be when you go to resell right. or go to sell. Um, so what you want to do is focus on what your individual strategy is. If you think you're going to be in the property three to five years and you've got a kitchen from the 1950s, well, sorry, honey, you're probably going to need to do a kitchen renovation. Right. So equating and aligning that to your budget is really important and having and making sure that your strategy is focused on that is like the only way I think people are really able to move through these must haves. Yeah. And I think that's where having a really good agent matters so much, Mm -hmm. not only in telling you as the buyer, well, here's what you're going to be seeing. Like maybe we'll get a unicorn, but you're probably going to not get one of these or well here's how we can do that right and here's what that, that will cost yeah, yeah. yeah because you know we redid our floors um on the place that we're selling and people were saying things like that will cost fifteen thousand dollars yeah no i almost fell out of my chair someone had said twenty five thousand dollars to redo the floors yeah. of the space which is just like uh that's one crazy. of the dumbest fucking things I've ever heard. I don't yeah. know how to say that nicely. Sorry. I just no, like went off the rails there. But like, it was just like, I and and God bless her, the Redfin agent just was like, uh-huh. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> let, me, let me reel you guys back in. This is not that expensive. No. So I don't, you know, usually recommend that sellers do projects on their property. But because the buyers were giving such weird feedback and we didn't have a lot of support from agents, it was like, well, we might as well just take care of it. Yeah. And then just be done with that one. And it was not twenty five thousand. And it was it was two. It was two thousand. Two. Yeah. Two thousand dollars. It's a really big difference from what a lot of people thought, and so that can happen. And you need someone that's going to like steer. Who that knows you. the yeah. range? Um. So you know, we talked a little bit about the strategy of things, but I think also creating that a rank of must haves. So what ends up happening if you are going to live in the property maybe three to five years is you have kind of the must have list. But Kayla and, and Megan and I, before the podcast, were talking a little bit about the rankings of that. Yeah. And so many times, things will outrank other things. So, for instance, uh, Kayla found a place that had an incredible outdoor space. Um, and, I mean, it was, like, bigger than this room. Mm-hmm. It was it was really awesome. That's nice. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. Um, but then the bedrooms were really tiny, and one of the closets was, like, you know, basically from you to me. Mm-hmm. It was, like, you know, a foot and a half of, like, you know, your Sunday vest yeah, and, your, your, yeah, and, yeah. and your work clothes, and then that, that hat, and that's it. Um, and the problem with that was is that, like, okay, it's got really sexy outdoor space here in Chicago. We've got, you know, a good three to four months of consistently easy weather. Unless you're uh, like me and you bought an adult snowsuit for quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just saying everyone we can enjoy winter this too this podcast <laughs> offers so many things <laughs> like we said it's more than just real estate <laughs> <laughs> sorry Kayla that one got away from us um 
but yeah. They, they didn't get the property because uh, their realtor was like, hey guys, we gotta really take a, a peek at value here because while outdoor space is really great, and it's awesome to have excessive outdoor space. I love my space right now. Um, what ends up happening on these snowy days and when you're all in this tight room together and just like eating and breathing on top of each other is that you just start to crawl the walls. So if it's a long-term investment on some of these things, is it better to sacrifice that? Not necessarily, but if it's a three to four years or five year plan, maybe you get your own enjoyment out of it and then you're on to the next one. So. You had said school districts. Yeah, school districts. I could. I know a lot of people who. That's how they based their search. They picked several schools they were interested in. Yeah. And you know, in Chicago, that's like really. It's like our voting borders. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And so then you have to look in these really specific. My cousin actually didn't buy, but she just moved here from France, and there's one public school in the city that has like a French program, and she. Yeah, in Lincoln Park. And so she had to find a rental mm-hmm. in the border so that that could be what... They, yeah, that was the must-have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what ends up happening, um, too, is, is like people will, you know, put a lot of things before that. So maybe it means you even, like, downsize a bedroom mm-hmm. or there's no outdoor space or there's street parking or something because they found something that meets a majority of that in a very specific niche of what they want their must-have to be. Right. Um, and it's surprising, but that does happen a lot where the, you know, it trumps that. So you just have to be flexible and you have to talk to your partner or if, you know, you're doing this as an individual, make sure that you have in your head set up these things of like, okay, well, if I do have sexy mega outdoor space, I'm okay with my, um, kitchen also being my primary bathroom. (laughs) I think that might not be food safety regulations. Sorry, I just uh, mic check, making sure the room's, uh, room's up. <laughs> um, okay, wait, I want to talk about, I, I don't know if we have, yeah, we're doing good on time. Okay, so my favorite must-have for your search was how how incredibly tall your husband is. My husband's tall and, like, moves awkwardly. I don't, <laughs> that sounds really mean, but he just, he, when he goes into a house, he goes in wanting to hate it. And especially this time, because he didn't want to move. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, ultimately, is happy, I think, that we've done. But when I came over, he seemed to glow a little. Yeah. Like, I, I think he's very proud of the space. Yeah. And I know it took a lot. I know you did a lot <laughs> to, to get move. Him there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but his height was huge Yeah, for a lot of these properties that were like bungalows here in the city. Yeah. We basically had to up our budget because we, he's too tall to live yeah. in a bungalow. So then that is hard because, uh, you know, even we, as we're looking at Oakley, um, it's a duplex down. We had a guy that came in that was six, five, six, eight. He was six, oh, six eight. eight. Yeah. Six, That's- eight. Really hard. That's um, very tall. And he was fine. Like, he, he was very comfortable with all the, mm-hmm. like, I mean, the door height was one thing for him. But, like, the beam, um, the support beam in the lower level, all of those things were fine. But I was like, damn, how how many houses are you going to see to where you find something that you're comfortable with? And it's just probably got to be a simplex or a yeah. single family home or Well, you think about something. how <clears throat> influenced our city was by Frank Lloyd Wright. And it's yeah. just like... He was a short dude yeah. who built houses short. for other short people. Mm-hmm. And so when we would go through, Ben would be doing these like awkward, mm-hmm. one place, 
we were like, maybe we could renovate this, except we have to tear out the entire downstairs, like, stairway. And so she's like, that's going to be no. minimum $70,000. Yeah, we're like, okay, we'll move on. We have, a, we, have a, we have a cheaper solution, which is just we saw Ben in half. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kept thinking, like, do you really need to be able to stand up? Like, can't you get over this? Uh, ben, you're being a little ridiculous here. <laughs> I think that that's, you know, that actually happens a lot with these Midwestern guys who are just, like, tall and stocky and, ugh, you know, muscles for days. Sorry, having fantasies here. Um, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's hard. It's hard. It really is hard. So, you know, then you're, you are looking at things where it's like your particular property that you found, we did go up on your budget, but he's not walking around like a hobbit in his own home. And so it's, that's, it's really yeah, important. It is you know? important. And it is one of, we made offers on the only two places where he could stand on every level. And in the first place we realized he couldn't take a shower. He couldn't take a shower except on the first floor. He's too tall. Poor six, eight. He was wandering around in all the showers. I'm sure thinking like, Oh, hello down there, shower head, you know? It's like, that's no, hard. No. He did He did get in a lot of showers on these showings. There was a lot of, like... Yeah, you have there. to. It's, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I think that kind of wraps up the, the podcast here um, on our, our bullet points. But before we go, I want you to share with everyone. Our, our, our international... Now we have an international as the podcast is going. Welcome, Spain. <laughs> Um, so as we wrap up, we, we like to tell like maybe a, a war story or open house story, um, some type of tittle tattle from the market and Megan's got an interesting one. Okay. So Ben, my husband's friend from high school, I don't know how good of friends they are, but I did, <clears throat> I think meet him at a reunion once. Um, but my husband went to all boys Catholic high school. So none of them knew what each other were like around mm-hmm. girls basically. So his friend posts on Facebook, like, my wife and I are going to be on House Hunters. So, of course, we tuned in. And first of all, it made me so glad I've never been on reality TV because I'm sure she's a wonderful person. But his wife looked like a huge bitch. <laughs> and we kept thinking, like, he wouldn't really have married someone who's, like, terrible. Yeah. I'm sure he wouldn't have. But also, it made me think, like, wow, I would look so mm-hmm. bad on mm-hmm. one of these shows. They'd just be like, why is that mean lady yelling at that oh, tall yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anyway, their real estate agent appeared to hate them. You know, house hunters, they go to the three houses. Yeah, they you look. only get three. You can only pick from three. Yeah, and their big must-have was that they needed to be able to open the oven and the dishwasher at the same time. Apparently, they could not do that in the apartment they were living in. Well, And so, in every place, they'd go and they'd see, can we do it? And then it would zoom to their real estate agent who'd be like... <laughs> and Ben and I were just dying laughing watching this. And then they picked, like, the one that they didn't seem to even like that much, which always happens in house hunters. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that was my story. (laughs) The the top must-have I've ever heard. Yeah. And I've seen some weird ones, but that one is like, well, and most of the time,
time it is like the the drama of like the school and the walk-in closet and all those things like yes but I've never heard of anybody that has had a must-have like that (laughs) I mean how often are you not putting in your (laughs) (laughs) loading your dish Octopus? I don't know. Like, it was so weird. Who works like that in their kitchen where they're like, yeah, here I am. Maybe it was within, just to say, like, it must like, be this wide. I don't know. It was so I'm bizarre. Sure, I'm sure that there was a, probably a piece of this puzzle that was, like, <laughs> missing from the show of, like, why this would make it sense. It was probably, like, the part where she's really nice and they just oh, they, like, they cut, cut it out. Cut yeah. it out for the drama. Yes. How do we make some drama out of this? <laughs> yeah, I had another realtor that I worked with that was on one of the house or property shirt search shows Ooh, say that five times fast um and he was saying that basically you're you know you're you do you see the three properties but at each property you're there for several hours walking oh. i know i know and kayla like That's <laughs> Kayla's okay why is this funny to us okay one it's because i take like a lot of takes to like nail anything i post on social media um so the fact that like the people would be there for an hour being like so, what do you think of this room? All right, one more take. So, what do you think of this room? What do you think of this room? Now let's do reactions. And How like, many times do they open and close, close those doors? Ovens and oh, oh, and that one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that it's like just on repeat. Oh, God. I would hate any house if I was in it long enough. Oh, yeah. No, that's you, definitely you, you according to a reason. I know. That's the thing. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and that's why we had such good home sales last year is that everybody was like, not anymore. I hate this if now. I, if I can't open my oven and my dishwasher at the same time, get me the fuck out of <laughs> How here. How did we ever buy this monstrous <laughs> place? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, I think that's it for today. Yes. Make um, good choices. Man. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you.